Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the deadly boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we review not only the show formerly known as NXT Dupe. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review NXT. Is it just easier if we just join the booking committee? Because we called about four different things from this show. Yeah, but it's not something that you wear with pride no. after this episode, is it? <laughs> This was uh, this was too bad. By which I mean, you want it to be a bit bad. It's NXT. Yeah. You want some of it to be rubbish, but you want it to be charmingly terrible. And then I think the platonic ideal of a great NXT is like some charmingly terrible vignettes, like really quite awful. The ones where they forget there's a wrestling match at the end. Love them. Love a few of them. Uh-huh. One, just one, good match. Like Axiom being mint. Yeah, that you can come into work and say, uh, Annie Murray, who loves this brand, that might be worth your time. Like, that one match might be worth, like, 15 minutes of your busy schedule. Yeah. And then, like, the rest is just the nonsense catchphrase people that, like, we enjoy, as do the other, like, how, what is it now, up to 750,000 people actually choose <laughs> to yeah, spend yeah. their time with this show. Uh, so, as a result, it's created its own bar. We talk about the AEW standards and the WWE. NXT has also created someone. This one fell well short in every category there. <laughs> like, with the exception of one. The vignettes that forget that they're associated with wrestling just weren't funny enough. Mm. The big segments that we were looking forward to did not deliver, and the in-ring was drab crap. Like, a lot of drab crap. It was almost exclusively drab crap. Poor do this. We say often, Sage, about, you know, we'll review the show, and we have a lot of fun, and we've got an affinity with this show now, of course. But we'll often review this, and then it'll get to Tuesday next week, and... We'll turn around and go, I don't remember what was advertised for this show. I don't remember what was on last week's show. I Don't forgot. speak for yourself. You do. Well, occasionally. You do. How do you do it? <laughs> because I watched this show. I came into work and I went, I can't remember what happened on the show already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad sign, isn't it? I, I was kind of uh, jumping up and down on the way into work this morning um, because... I always put a decent amount of pressure on myself to come up with a really insightful way of like analyzing a wrestling match and trying to think deeply about it. It's not enough for me personally in my professional capacity 
to just hoist some adjectives at something, right? I just don't like doing that. Mm. I like to actually try and capture something about the match that other people haven't that could sort of deepen someone's enjoyment of a match. I don't think the listeners are here for me to reel off a list of adjectives. And so much of this show was so worthless and so <laughs> nothing in terms of the action. It was all just pretext for some rubbish angle or other. I thought there is absolutely nothing to say. Someone under no pressure to say it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Uh, let's dive into the show, see if we can salvage something from it. Um, it shot, started off with the video that we were talking about yesterday. Um, one of the few shining lights on this show. Um, Grayson Bloody Waller. He was uh, going to have some fun at the Performance Center. He says, I'm never here because uh, I never need to go. But Brom Breaker obviously is because he sucks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he walks in, starts talking trash, does the uh, Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz bottle throw. And Bron fires up, gets in his face, and they uh, they brawl as we do, as we previously seen, and this would obviously lead into what came later. Um, and then in terms of matches, straight in with Indy Hartwell versus who? Indy Bloody Hartwell, who promised you. promising an ass whooping for Timothy Tyler. Thank um, you. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest, my notes for a lot of these matches are... Things happened and then there was yeah. a finish. Back and forth action Back and, and forth the action. finish. Like, I try normally to be like, here's some spots throughout. It's very different, for example, to my note-taking for Dynamite, where I'm like, well, I've got to mention that the Bucks or Omega or Danielson or whoever did this, this, and this. I can't just say, oh, Danielson stomped someone's head in and they submitted or whatever. This, I'm like, I can barely remember the finishes. It, well, the thing is, it literally is, given the way in which they are trained, the style in which they are told to work, the way in which just everything is orchestrated, it is production line, factory pro wrestling. It's so soulless. Even mm. when the action's genuinely well worked, mechanically, technically very good, and they know, like an Apollo Crews or a uh, Carmelo Hayes have a match, it's usually of a exponentially higher standard than what was on the show last night. But it's still quite soulless. There's still no real... It's like They're not even looking at the camera. They're not doing like their own interpretation of getting the crowd on side. It's all so patterned mm. and prohibitive. This was just a lot of soulless back-and-forth action and then the angle at the end of it. Meaning I don't have to say anything. This is fantastic. Well, this is the thing. What I, this, a day. It's you two I feel sorry for because I'm going to read what happened and then say, and this was the but finish. I'm not going to do anything. Well, I suppose, I yeah. can't. You just go, nothing, yep, that there's, happened. There's now to say. Well, to Cedric's point about, like... It's good that I've developed this conceit for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you bought yourself an entire episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. I love this. The idea, and, you know, it should be something that we go into every single podcast with, even the ones that don't sound like that by the end of it, about deepening people's understanding... This episode can deepen people's understanding. You know, when wrestlers are like, yeah, I've been watching tapes. Like, fans who can watch this episode. And when we say things like the WWE Formula match or the NXT Formula match, there's about six examples of it mm. on this broadcast. This can deepen people's understanding. If they've heard us reference that before and not felt like they quite understand what we mean, mm. it's all here. Watch this NXT, not because you can enjoy it, but because at long last you can finally see what we're talking about when we say these are two robots wrestling a match designed by an AI, that AI being Shawn Michaels. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, as in the instructions that they're required to follow. Yeah. What was, yeah. The, what was the phrase? The grey... Grey lumps of grey trash. smooth, boring lump of trash. Oh, not you, Nelly. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're just talking about the, the style that they're working. 
<laughs> Nelly was getting pretty knocked there. <laughs> Chuck him some peanuts. <laughs> Hot will knock Stratton off well, the you apron. You need to be careful, otherwise she's going to say goodbye to the circus. Banana nose. Banana nose circus. Hot <laughs> uh, will hit a spine buster to get a two count. Kick Stratton in the face. It looks like she might have the edge on Tiffany Stratton, but uh, Stratton starts selling her leg, her knee, uh, Oh, I can't, I can't even stand. And, and Hartwell falls for it, thinks Stratton's hurt. And then Hartwell uh, is hit with a cheap shot knee by Tiffany Stratton, who does that great springboard moonsault thing out of the corner to get the one, two, three. Sneaky! Oh, like, I'm a Tiffany Stratton guy, but this return has not been great thus far. Like, she wasn't that experienced that when she makes a return, you can be like, oh, it could just be rust. Mm. Like, at the moment with Charlotte Flair, you're trying to be generous and say, are you just the worst of all time now, or is this rust, an extended period of rust, maybe you'll shake it off. Tiffany Stratton hadn't been going that long to be able to say that, so I guess you've got to give her time. This is a developmental, etc. This wasn't great. Um, I watched a Britt Baker match from Dark from last night, the night before, and there was a spot, she was busted open hard way, and there was a spot, like, it was a nose, again, there was a spot where she was up on her opponent's shoulders. I forget the opponent's name. I do apologise. She pulls a face like Alistair Green selling Punk Squirrel IPA. But, like, <laughs> she's doing a good job of being the baby face, ultimately, that is going to lose to Britt Baker. It's not half bad. But there's this spot where she's got Britt Baker on her shoulders. And because Britt Baker's been busted open, the counter she uses to distract this opponent is to rub the blood off her nose and on her opponent's forehead. Ugh. It's grisly, but really effective yeah. and clearly in the moment. Not a single thing of this was in the moment, and it was just so telling. Tiffany Stratton trying to shake off the rust. We said this yesterday. I don't like being cruel to the wrestlers. No. Indy Hartwell is many things, but... Uh, a general. Experienced general gatekeeper is not. Like, recast her and be okay with that. Be honest with your wrestlers about who they are and what they are, because she isn't that. Aye. I was watching this, and I was already anticipating seeing the MP4s, the GIFs on Twitter of she did that and look at how incredible this moonsault is. And is it better than Christopher Daniels? <laughs> <laughs> Best moonsault ever. And it's just TikTok wrestling. That's what it is. It's Ooh, good phrase, I like that. This mm. finished many vowels. Yeah. From Russia. The finish looks incredible, okay? And that's because... They do nothing but drills. Drills, 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 drills. Practice, practice, Campaign practice. Get it, right, get, it right. get 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 it ironically perfect. So she <laughs> does it, and it's amazing. And then you get like 362 people on Twitter quote tweeting the NXT official social media account with what a great finish. I'm not disputing that it's a no. great finish. They are pri- tar- prioritizing entirely the wrong things because the rest of the match was. Some soulless back and forth action. The angle that Sean wants to get on TV, finished by the thing that they've been practicing too often, if anything. I get it saying, don't worry about doing ridiculous, don't go and kill yourselves out there for ridiculous spots. The story we want people to take away from this is bloody tri- Tiffany Stratton's fooled her opponent by feigning an injury. But even so, do stuff. The compromise is miles away yeah, from that. They don't know how to do the stuff. Yeah, it's not it. as if they're saying, right. Because if they were not, if they were told not to do stuff because they're saving the big matches for the pay-per-views and it's pointless when, as you said, Willborn, there's a story to be told. That's the takeaway. Don't get in the way of the story by doing too much action, which AEW was guilty mm-hmm. on um, Rampage, I thought, with the Brian Cage, Willie Mack sequel. The problem is that they don't have the thing that you're meant to do when you're not meant to work pedal to the metal is, right, okay, well, look, still needs to get over. 
You still need to get the crowd reactions. Um, you know, play with the audience a bit, stall, do some entertaining stuff in the spaces between moves, some nice expressive stuff. Can't do that. Because they can't do that, and they are simultaneously told, it's a story, don't do much. Everything you're doing is basically um, padding and stalling until you get to the story. It's just moves. I am just watching moves. And you said yourself you're already sick of seeing like four-star matches. So I know, so I don't know what this is meant to achieve, and I don't know why people like it, but the objective reality, and we should underscore this, yep. is that it is working. It, the brand is growing. In comedy and acting, professional industries... Improv class should be a paradox, should be a contradiction in terms, but it's not. Mm. Like, they're not telling you the thing to say. They're giving you the tools with what to say on the, you know, on the fly. There should be a wrestling improv class in the <laughs> performance center. Like, they should, like you, don't, you don't say, right, do this, do this, do this. Start having a match and then improv. And you can't go wrong, but, like, there's going to be some stuff that your colleagues will pop for and there's some things that they won't. The promo class that Dusty Rose started with, he would rip them to shreds when it was bad, but the idea was, don't be afraid to fail because something good might come at the other side of this. You know, all of them wrestlers that went in there with a break in, a sweat, Sweater. weren't going to get a pop from Dusty Rose, but every now and then when they got down the lens... You and get over in NXT right now. He certainly would. When something worked, like, you'd have the American Dream Dusty Rose telling you, Jesus Christ, you can talk. And that from him was a game changer for so many of these wrestlers that loved him. Where's the match version of that mm. in one of their millions of spare rings they've got? The thing is, as well, that would be a salient point, except it would be completely irrelevant, just like promo class is irrelevant. Promo class, um, if you're unfamiliar with the phenomenon, is something that WWE's main roster even does. Ooh, I because, you know, right, learn how to cut your own promo, get over, use your own words, measure the temperature of the room, try and get a pop, like do these things that are a like a screen test, a sample thing for when you're in front of an actual audience who are just waiting to be impressed. They did this in NXT and FCW, like an actual thing where you are encouraged to experiment. Hence why Enzo Amore would tell stories of things that you would never hear on NXT TV because they're not meant, they're not for the consumption of the TV audience. They are to get you in the rhythm and the habit and to learn the skill of popping the boys. So that's why you hear the, st- the tail and promo class of Enzo Amore saying to Simon Gotch, something you never said to him on TV, Simon Gosh, Simon Gosh, <laughs> he's got a pair of titties. Like a 65-year-old woman, how you doing? Eyes, Eyes to, to Simon. Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Double pop. Double pop. Enzo Amore probably had more wiggle room than most on the main roster. But if someone like, I don't know, Grayson Waller, Popped someone daft by saying something like really cruel and harsh. That's probably not PG. Yeah. Like titties <clears throat> that you wouldn't get on TV. Couldn't say on the main roster. So what's the point in doing it? Even if they, they don't want to give them these tools. So even if they gave them these tools, they wouldn't be allowed to use these They'd tools. they take them off them as soon as yes, they got like, it's just great. It's such like, an odd and stupid and broken system. This is the, like, to go, like, can we talk about all of this rather than, and then just skim through some of the matches so we're not going to yeah, on this podcast? Well. But, like, to talk about, like, in our intro, we're all a bit like, oh, this, this wasn't very good. Like, don't confuse that with, like, there's no enthusiasm for this product from us three. I'm going to bed last night, and I get a frigging DM from Willboard sharing me Grayson Waller videos because he's just excited to see what Grayson Waller's going to do. He's wearing that Braun Breaker is my bitch T-shirt and saying, like, I'm sorry for interrupting your class. You all really need it. Like, the, that's a great, that's a killer line. Yeah. Like, I know you need the ring time. You fucking losers, you grey losers. But, yeah, he's probably the nailed-on example of the guy at the moment that is 
I don't want to say excelling in spite because I'm sure he'd be the first to say what would he be without the WWE Performance Center and all that. But it's like, oh, the Performance Center gave me good stuff plus what I already had. This can be the happy medium, and then they don't even really let them be that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think we sit here often, and I, I lean on a phrase of like, "Yep, yeah, great match," because uh, Apollo Cruz, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Grayson Waller, Bron Breaker, whoever it may be. There's always an upper tier in the roster, yeah. etc., etc. They're all ready to go to the main roster. However, disregarding of how the main roster would deal with them, and the fact that it's already crammed up there already. If you went, right, list all the people who you think don't really need to be in NXT, NXT anymore. If you took all of them out of it, it's it would be a, a wasteland yeah. of, like, not talent that's not good enough, but this just isn't ready. Like, You'd be watching level, level exactly. on, but on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where, yes, take these stars that are ready for the main roster to the main roster soon, but not all at the same time because there are levels to this game. <laughs> and, yeah. Some people, I just, I feel sorry for them because like you say, we're not burying the performers themselves. We're burying the, the process that they have to go through and the, how that limits them. I know he's like the nicest guy and an uber professional and he'd never say anything to the counter. But like Adam Cole praised the performance center and things he got from that to the hill. And he wasn't just because he was a Shawn Michaels mark and got to work with his <laughs> hero. Like yeah. th that's not being critical. Like that's him saying that. Like he praised that process and loved it. Well, he came in as Adam Cole, former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion that had had, and like PWG standout that had had, what, like seven, eight years of his own seasoning, like of his own things that he knew he could be good seasoning. at. Seasoning. Like the Bay Bay catchphrase was already massive. There was so <laughs> much <laughs> about Adam Cole the day before he walks into the like that like at this point, all he needs is the things that Shawn Michaels can offer him and he loves. And it's this guy that he holds in such great reverence. There is definitely, the, uh, we've said this from the Performance Center opening, there is a version of this performance center that is absolutely brilliant and it never gets used like it really could be something and it never ever will be because mm. it'll always be part of WWE instead anyway uh, we're backstage M Mackenzie's chatting to JC Jane <laughs> who could see where this was going us we previewed it yesterday <laughs> JC Jane's like uh, chatting to uh, Mackenzie's asking her about her partner from Toxic Attraction Gigi Dolene and she's like mm, is she my partner uh, last week, what happened? Miscommunication, etc. That was an awakening. I've been carrying Gigi Dolene. I'm done. She's nothing but an anchor that weighs me down. It's been going on for too long. I'm not going to let her stop me from becoming women's champion. Uh, and Mackenzie says, what should we expect tonight? And she says, nothing you've ever seen before. I mean, I, I think I have seen this before. And I think I called it, if I'm honest. I have seen this before, and it's when uh, Michael Scott is reading the pre-prepared apology off cue cards being held up by Ryan Howard off camera, and you can see exactly where his eyes are. This, like, here's an example. I don't want to be cruel to JC Jane. I don't think she's good at much, uh, but this was like uh, this promo. Like, you could see the words off screen, like going through ahead. Like, there was no like this story is like a fairly basic one to portray, and she's had this character now for a couple of years. She'd be pretty locked in. And yet she's so obsessed with remembering the words. Yes. That like, like, she does a lot of facial expressions when she comes to the ring. Too many, actually. Like Dana Brooks' entrance where it's like, which of these six things will get over? I don't know. <laughs> I'll just do them all, right? None of them were present here because she, like the line read was the thing that yeah. she was clearly most obsessed with. There's a lot of that on this as well. And, and it doesn't help when you, you sort of compare that with what came immediately next. Drew Gulak's been brought in by Ivy Nile to, to help the Diamond Mine, specifically the Creed Brothers, and train and in the share match, et cetera, et cetera. And they're watching as Julius and Brutus chuck some blokes about. 
uh, and Gulak's like, you're a bitch. <laughs> Don't let him do that to you. Um, and Hank Walker, lovely Hank Walker's like, oh, can I have a go? And Drew's like, no, no, I'll show you how it's done. And Drew Gulak, who streaks ahead here in, in all regards, Julius gets his leg and he's like, Cheap shot at me, you prick. <laughs> this isn't over, and it sets up a match later. I thought that was a real, like, a, a difference being shown here of, like, right, Drew Gulak knows exactly who he is and yeah. what, he's, what his aim is here. Yeah, absolutely. This is quite amusing. There's a worked Kurt Angle, Daniel Puder energy at this, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Like, you got to do that. rolling with the boys. Yeah. You trying to take me down? Try to show me up in front of Hank Bloody Walker. <laughs> uh, what Walker's ne- watching. What came next? Surprise, surprise, I really enjoyed. It was the Chase You Awards ceremony, and I thought, yet again, Thea Hale stole the show here. So Andre Chase is in full, I don't know what I'd say. Regalia. Oh, yeah, I was about to say awards ceremony regalia. Regalia? Rega- I never know. I don't know. The made of the matter. Uh, um, and he addresses... Nobody's ever said potato, have they? No. Nah. That's never... Nobody has said potato. Someone will say it on WWE TV. Invented for a <laughs> In the middle of the match. When well, you tattled me yeah, last week. Yeah, me. <laughs> uh, and he addresses the esteemed members of the Chase U cheering section, uh, the guests, the WWE Universe, everyone. He says that we've all assembled here to recognize someone who's worked incredibly hard, excelled in the classroom, but never had the same success in the ring. And Thea Hale looks like you've killed her puppy at this moment. And then he says, but that changed last week. The puppy's back to life. She's ecstatic. He said, uh, she looked fear in the eye. Jim Ross clicking and unclicking the like button on Twitter. She looked fear in the eye. She didn't blink. She said, Fear, you don't scare me, mother... And then uh, Thea Hale and uh, Duke Hudson, uh, you can't say that, especially because we're alive. And they get, that's not PG chant. Uh, and he presents this award, first victory plaque to Thea Hale. They post her a picture and Duke Hudson's photo bomb in the background because... Uh, she says, thank you, everyone. I love all of you. And then... This lovely moment is ruined by J.D. Bloody McDonough, who comes out uh, and he says, Is this what we're doing now? Huh? Is this how far the stanzas have slipped? Uh, all this for one win. What is this? Participation trophies in NXT, you know. Uh, he says, Look, I'm a nice guy. I'm going to give you some life advice. <laughs> when you hang around with these losers, the win happens <laughs> a lot. Uh, but. Uh, uh, Thea's all like, scrappy dude, let me at him, let me at him. Has to be held back by Duke. Stacy too. <laughs> uh, and Chase says, not let you, not gonna let you, I'm not gonna let you get away with that and and drag you the reputation of chase you down. Jay's like, oh, it means so much to you, does it to all of you? Not to Duke. Oh, he's stirring here. Uh, and uh, he says, it's time to end that charade. I'm dressed for a void, uh, and you're Ooh. dressed like a bloody moron. Andre Chase. Chase says, well, I always tell my students, if you stay prepared, you, you're always ready or whatever. Uh, and he rips open the, the gown and he's got his gear. I mean, his clothes. <laughs> gear on. Uh, and he's going to give him a Chase U-sized ass whooping. And he chins McDonough, who spills out of the ring. And that sets up a match. Before we talk about the match, uh, I mean, obviously, I love this. I, um, I wanted a little bit more, I think, from the segment itself. As good as the little bit, Thea Hale's great. Like she is great, and like she ca- she can carry a lot. And they're realizing that with like how much she puts into this performance. And I will say, in terms of like, oh, heel breaks up the fun, and now we have an impromptu match. 
there are a few more appropriate turds in the punch bowl than JD McDonough. Yeah. So you are supposed to go, oh God, this absolute prick. Yeah, this he's, arsehole of a man. He's the guy. So like they kind of like that was well casted in that respect. Yeah. So you know, I just I thought it was more fun. Yeah. To be they, it felt like they were holding back almost. I think maybe they had one eye on the backstage segment a little bit later, perhaps. Sean did. Yeah. Anything you want to say? Partner theft. <laughs> it's a shared in joke. I'm joking. I've got nothing to say, man. Uh, so this NXT inspires nothing in me anymore. Um, maybe I'll get something later on. Yeah. Bloodline could never. <laughs> JD McDonough is in control, because obviously he is when we come back from the break. Chase makes a comeback, though. Does the, ch- does the chase you boots, which I... I do at home. C H A E. McDonough. I do at home. <laughs> McDonough hits a headbutt, double down. Uh, he goes for his finisher, um, but Chase counters that into Canadian destroyer. But McDonough just gets on his foot on the ropes, and what a sell from Thea Hale. He plops his foot on the ropes. He's right next to her. We all know what's coming. Plops his foot on the ropes, and she's like, "No!" <laughs> Breaks the count. Uh, goes up top. Does Andre Chase gets crotched? Duke <laughs> Goodson's like, "I've seen enough." Walks out, and uh, Andre Chase, despite not being in control of the match, is still also distracted by this enough to be just yanked into that devil inside finisher, which I do really like from JD McDonough, who, of course, wins the match. I'll say something, right? They got us with this. They got me with this. I was like, nah, it's the big turn. After all this time, that's a bit rubbish. So, having the first half, I'm not going to lie. Yes, it's a cut above, but it's the level of experience. I'll never remember this match in a million years, and it wasn't remarkable in any real significant way. Their all-time favourite. It's, it's jumping ahead a little bit to what we're going to get with Chase U later on. My all-time favourite. We talked about a spot before. The spot of the wrestler jumping off the apron, holding out the hand for the tag, and yeah. then going, boop, no thanks. My all-time favourite one of that is Sid and Hulk Hogan before WrestleMania 8 in 1992. The role of Thea Hill then was played pathetically by uh, Brutus Beefcake, Ugh. who had to be like, no, come back and save the Hulk. He's my best friend. He's my brother from another mother. And it's like, you're a fat old prick already, and you're not even retired. <laughs> like, a leech. A leech, an, an infant, Thea Hale is going to be 50 times oh. the sympathetic figure that Brutus Beefcake was on that Saturday night's main event. Like, her heart is going to break into a million pieces on the floor when Duke Hudson does that, like, nope, or whatever the, yeah. the turn is. I can think I want it to be that, actually. There's more violence in the non-violence of someone like a Duke Hudson, I think. Take, um, jumps off the apron, rips up a Chase U yeah. flag or whatever, and she's holding the tatters of that. Her heartbreak is where the camera is versus whatever's going on if with Andre Chase in the ring. Why would he do it? This is his first sniff of a championship opportunity mm, in months. Well, this was kind of the problem at the heart of this story, is that, like, his end game isn't really winning a title. It's taking Indeed. over Chase U, <laughs> but, like, Keanu James tried to buy it and couldn't, so, like, maybe they've been working together on the inside. They're going to take the bar on the university at the same time, and they're going to have a stable called the Portfolio, and it's going to be about how many businesses they can take over on the NXT Monopoly board. There's a lot... If you've got there's the family's business. Yeah. There's the Twitch business. Yep. What other businesses are there? So they've got the Surf Shack, Sol Ruka Surf Shack. I just invented. No, <laughs> shoot businesses. Shoot in, businesses in the NXT bar. universe. Bar. So you've got the bar. You've got Chase, Chase U, U. You've got uh, the Twitch stream. Yeah. Tony D'Angelo's waste management business. Mm-hmm. Bring up the roster page. Uh, please. I don't know what business he owns, but interesting enough, he's a pretty great worker. Why do you do that? Can you imagine Wilborn and Thea Hale in the exact same room? God, that's energy out the um, air. M- m- does Mellow's hairdresser count? Or? Barbers. There's a barber. Diner. Axiom's Diner. Uh, Axiom's the, Diner. The diner. They're, they're more patrons, but, you know, they could... The Di- portfolio could... Diamond Mine? 
Don't mind's gym. Yeah, it's a gym. That's a gym. Uh, NXT Anonymous's camera setup. Games, <laughs> 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 whatever scripts is. Flash Legend still got a talk show. Uh, no, unfortunately, no, that so. uh, was liquidated. <laughs> I think that's about it. Still quite a lot. Still, what, oh, and, the, and locker room leaders in the share, obviously. If there's eight, that's eight too many. It side hustles. Robert Stone's business, does that count? No, he just calls it the brand. I was going to say side hustles, but basically wrestling is their side hustle. Right, wrestling is They're their very, side very hustle. busy with their jobs, and it's like, oh, bloody hell, Tuesday's here. I'm going to have to bump. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Right, uh, next up, ironically, uh, was Can Fallon Henley and Kiana James coexist? Uh, there's a little bit beforehand. Just when I thought it was out, you pulled me right back in. This stuff rules. Where they couldn't decide who was going to start the match. Uh, even doesn't They don't have a conversation in the interim between that happening and them walking to the ring, apparently, because they're still talking about it when they're in the ring and then they're trying to get out and get in the ring. They go to the same bloody place. Uh, and then James taps Henley on her head. To st- Basically, the story of this match was Fallon Henley's trying to wrestle a normal match against Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. But Kiana James just can't help herself. Can't stop bloody cheating. Um, so, yeah, Henley thinks she's making a great comeback um, against Ivy Nile. And initially she is, but then she gets shouldered down by Nile. But then as Nile uh, hits the ropes, she gets cheap-shotted by Kiana James, who then also trips her. And Henley's like, oh, she's in perfect position. Shining wizard. One, two, three. It's just like Sammy and Roman. You, you don't know where it's going, but that's the joy. Um, I, I'm, I'm half lying. I This is terrible action, terrible acting, and a terrible premise for a story. I do sort of want to see how it all shakes out Same. in the end. Like they, they've kind of got me on the, Like, you assume Vengeance Day might be where, like, it goes down in a couple of these stories. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know what's going to go down, please. I am going to avoid, yeah, if I don't yeah, stay up to a, watch a, it on that Saturday night. It's a spoiler avoidance card, isn't it? It is something I'm going to be like, don't, no, don't, don't, don't tell me what happened. I can't wait to come in on Monday and review it. Are they going to do the thing where Fallon Henley? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I can barely remember the names. <laughs> Fallon Henley kind of plays dumb about, well, you know, 
I don't like you very much, but if it's going to get me successful, then I'll team with her. Does she acknowledge that she's cheating? Or does she play blissfully ignorant? Or does she not care that she's cheating to get ahead? I think she doesn't care. From from what I got later on in the show, she was like, I'm going to have to think about this. And then five minutes passed and she went, no, we'll have a title shot, actually, yeah. As long as I'd prefer it to be that way around. What if they get success through cheating? And Fallon Henley's like, well, like, I know these gains are a little ill-gotten, but she kind of does know what she's talking about in, in business and this business. So, like, <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't sell her the bar, but she allows her to come on board, and they work together to try and get the bar back to its best, and then she steals the bar from underneath Fallon Henley. Oh, I don't know. I, could I know I haven't mentioned a wrestling match yet, but like, let's not pretend that's the most important that, yeah. aspect of this. Yeah. Muddy these waters with wrestling. Uh... Do you know what I did enjoy here? They were not doing out, but I just thought, because I was like, oh, Kobe Kingston and Xavier Woods are just having a nice time backstage. That's good. Good for them. They've taken enough bloody bumps in their career. Yes, but that kind of has been their run. But they are the tag team champions. They've yeah. taken those belts hostage pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Idris and Ophir Malik Blade come in and say, we've learned a lot from you. Uh, Kofi and Xavier put them over. Uh, and Idris like, can we have a title shot? Um, but before that can be answered, in Kim, uh, who say, uh, we fancy a title shot as well. And uh, they say, because there already was a triple threat, right? Yeah. Uh, so are they just doing an, an, an every tag team invitational? Yes. Yeah, so they're having. Then, the words invitational were mentioned. The New Day tag team invitational, a triple threat. Well, it subsequently became a triple threat. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And the winner of that joins the triple threat to make it a fatal four way at Vengeance Day. So they think the New Day are desperate to lose these tag titles without doing the job. Joe Gacy's getting pissed off. Uh, by being misused, I think. I saw a tweet of his um, along the lines of, uh, it had a gif from when he was uh, in Evolve with Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. It was Evolve, wasn't it, Sitch? Were they a team? Yes. Yeah, we'll say this, we'll say Evolve. Um, and it was, Who's going to check? Yeah. And the tweet, uh, Evolve? Ugh, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even look that up. Not pressing that. That's what boring it is. I thought they deleted that with ICW. The, um, the gif of him and Eddie Kingston, is, you know, that, like that group at the time, and like the tweet was along the lines of, uh, how do you think I got this one? It's like, that's a kind of, come and get me, anyone else in wrestling, yes. please. Like, either they've switched to the trunks because they know The Rock might be watching. Yeah. And it's like, I think Joe Gase is making moves. I think he's kind of hard. He does. And me too. I think he's kind of hard enough. I hope he does because yeah. he's very, very talented. A uh, bit of a confusing segment that came next. We go to the barber shop, but it's not a mellow and trick this time. It's Apollo Crews. <laughs> We've been saving that one for you, Sage. So we've discovered there's a blue, <laughs> there's a Bluetooth button on this uh, wacky constra- contraption. And so if I just hit loads of buttons on the Fart app, it can play them all at the same time. Do you want to have a game? Let me turn it down a little bit because they were quite loud. By the way, also, I thought, don't spoil the thing that's in the bottom corner that I'm about to tell, tell Hampton I got about. to be here for the trial of this. And I was so, when you were so panicking about the Bluetooth button, I was like, it needs yeah, to get there. I mean, we've got, I've got a surprise that I, even I didn't know about that, I've just seen, that, that Sage has just seen. <laughs> More, Sage, more. Physics. It's asking. Oh, it's a go. <laughs> <laughs> the app wants to collect your cookies. <laughs> no, thank you. That takes off. Right, I'll close it and open it again. Anyway, because well, it gets the Apollo Crews thing in a second. Sage just spots. Found Yeah. Sage just spots something. Uh-huh. Now, remember, obviously, this is uh, not just the fart app. And why did we have a question getting another one? Mm-hmm. This occasionally. Is uh, you know we had the the mystery of the number twenty fart being the Father Christmas fart. Yeah, but it's it's just like the seasonal aisle in Tesco's. It changes. What can you see right there? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's Cupid's arrow. It's Cupid with his arrow for a Valentine's fart. Let's find out, shall we? Because we had pretty. If you uh, people on the way, if you join us for the first time, have you got this far? Um, yeah. Previously, it was. If I'm right in thinking, fart. Christmas music, and then a ho 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 every time, and a fart every time I pressed it. Subsequent to that, it yes? was just one little thing, and then dee, 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 dee. <laughs> to go back even further. Some what you need context if this is your first time <laughs> yeah, listening. Sorry, That's Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz can see into the future. In his vision, he saw that Grayson Waller in vengeance for raking Apollo's eyes mm-hmm. and making them pink, and making them pink was. Grayson Waller's eyes were going to bleed out as well, yep. which you turned into uh, when, I was, when I wasn't here. He's got... <laughs> when Daddy wasn't around. As everybody knows, this is not medical science, uh, you can get pink eye mm-hmm. if people fart on your pillow. Yeah. So we speculated that in the night, Apollo Crews had broken into uh, uh, Grayson Waller's bedroom, farted on his pillow, then Grayson Waller got to say, oh, not my bloody eyes! So Apollo Crews' gas has become now a, a regular feature in should NXT. We go on, should we go on the journey, gents? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Why don't I press this? <laughs> Love is in the air. <laughs> again, again. Something. I think it's right. I thought we were going to say something. <laughs> Love is in the air. Oh, what was in the air? <laughs> <laughs> Love is in the air. The air out of her ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is this. I'm. I'm Are they saying. listening? We pitched seasonal farts last week. Were they listening, thinking, "Oh God, they're going to delete the app and get a new one"? <laughs> yeah, and we far, did. Far enterprises. Are they like, "Well, update the app now. Give them a seasonal one." Like, I can't wait for the Easter bunny. Let him rip. All I'm saying. What is that going to sound like? What does the Easter sound like? It's going to be like, "Hey, what's up, Jack?" Because it's a rabbit. <laughs> I don't know. What does the Easter Bunny sound like? What does Easter sound like? What does a bean mean? I'm, I'm There's no Easter songs. I just think we could club together and pay for the full version of this because at the bottom, don't worry, guys, Santa's not gone anywhere. Santa's there, but then there's also, I don't know what, there's a face of someone and then just a picture of a gorilla. <laughs> to, to para- so I don't know what that one is either. Well, hang on, hang on. So there's... It's like locked. So these are the locked options. There's a... Uh, well... Valentine's Day, Santa. There's what looks like Dracula. Yeah, maybe. So that could be the Halloween one. Obviously, it's not going to be uh, Thanksgiving, is it, Hamlet? And then, what's gorilla? What's the gorilla <laughs> doing? The gorilla, see, gorilla season. No idea. That's when we bring the gorilla in as a guest host. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm saying Who look. would win, the elephant or the gorilla? Oh, what, in a farting contest no. or a fight? In a fight. <laughs> You'd... <laughs> Elephants just got that like low center of gravity, great vertical base, but uh, you assume gorillas can go. I think the elephant needs to go to OVW. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fat farm. Just think. Just I can't th- imagine the elephant's potential. Got down to gym a little more. <laughs> just imagine the flex of the elephant. This is it. This is like to paraphrase Sidgwick's one of my favorite ever Sidgwick analogies. NXT is fart app premium. Yes, that's it. <laughs> right, anyway. Uh, we're, at the, we're at the barber shop with Apollo How great could that elephant be if a has got a little bit smaller? What you got to ask yourself? Um, barber's like, I'm not sure Mello and Trick's going to be happy that you're here. Uh, that trunk swinging at 100 pounds ladder. That's what this old hockey reckons. Uh, uh, the elephant uh, needs a maximum of minutes. 
I assume Apollo Crews was there for a shave because he's bald, but still, maybe you just The Ross report has got a clipboard at a zoo. <laughs> Uh, Cruz says he's not a one and done with Mello. Mello and Trick walk in. They're annoyed that Cruz oh, is there. Uh, and Mello, Cruz is like, look, I want to talk to you. Mello's like, I can't get rid of you, can I? Uh, two men, one... Sp- puppy fat because he assumed that was the easiest to get rid of. Two men, one spot. Um, Mello says, you must be looking at a you know younger, better version of yourself, basically, in the mirror. Two men, one spot. Jim Ross slapped a like on that, I bet. Cruz is uh, close to getting what he wants. Um, but Mello standing in Cruz's way. Uh, Cruz says, look, the, the title look, look good around your waist, but it look better around mine. And they say, we've got a winner against each other. Why don't we do a two out of three falls match at Vengeance Day? Uh, Mello accepts. Um, Cruz says, I'm going to get you. I'm the past. Uh, no, sorry. Mello says, you're the, you're the past. I'm the present. Cruz says, well, the past can always predict the future. I feel a bit what? bad. That's nonsense. I feel a bit bad because we've uh, seriously analysed a couple of absolute nonsense segments and just ripped the piss during what is comfortably like the best, like the potential for the best thing. Oh, absolutely. On the show, the best thing on the pay-per-view, the match is going to be pretty great. Two out of three falls match will be fantastic. Yeah. Apollo Crews has got bags of presence and easygoing charm and personality in these segments. I would like to put that over. That said, my absolute least favourite thing in wrestling is when there's two wrestlers. We're like, oh, Christ, we'll have one, you've won. Kind of have to have a match. I'm bored of it and I'm bored of looking at you. It's like, well, great. <laughs> it's not a good angle, this, is it? You're meant to feel so fired up after watching a great wrestling angle that you just thank your parents for buying you WrestleMania 6 <laughs> in SummerSlam 1989 on VHS. I don't want to go back and thank them for that. Maybe that's why there's so many independent businesses in NXT because I really like the uh, the setup of like Apollo Crews goes places, <laughs> gone to the barbers, gone to the diner, he's gone on a fishing trip, he's gone to the future. <laughs> I like, just like Apollo <laughs> Crews going somewhere and like like the nicest guy goes to the place and finds a fight. Like the knew you'd be here, Bran. What's good on the menu? Eh? <laughs> I bet he's gutted that Back to the Future Kashida's jumped to <laughs> what a match they could have had in the future. <laughs> Craig Brothers versus Drew Gulak and Hank Walker was next. Two and three quarter stars. I saw it coming. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> the Creeds. She just thrashed. <laughs> the Creeds did a, yeah, again, a great spot where they did like a delayed butterfly suplex and a leapfrog, which looked nice. Uh, Hank Walker looked, uh, looked in control at one point, but he got cut off by the Creeds. Um, in amongst all this, Charlie Dempsey walks out and that distracts Gulak, Hank Walker. Gets hit with a Brutus bomb and the Creed brothers get the victory. Oh, I don't know. This is like, I, I like the Drew Gulak, Hank Walker, Charlie Dempsey bit. The Creeds are above it. Like, are the, they? I think so. I'm worried that maybe, maybe they're not, maybe that's a point. Maybe like the longer you stick around, the more you get dragged into the sludge. But the Creeds, you know, you listed your people who were like, hey, you could go, you could get rid of them. And like, there is a tag division on the show without the Creeds. Get them gone. Yeah. Get them away. Well, they uh, set up again <laughs> the match that we've been teased about six times because Julius cuts a promo and says, look, I know we can be a pain in the ass, Ivy. Um, and I've got, we've got chips on our shoulders. Um, but thank you for setting us straight. Um, Brutus says, you know, you could have walked away, but you inspired us to get back to being the old creeds. We're going after the NXT, the ones who won the tag team titles. But here comes in to share with former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. Uh, who says, well done on becoming the Creeds again or whatever. Um, but my what? 
My brothers are tired of trying to earn respect. We're just taking it. Fine, let's get the fucking match next week. And Ivy accepts on behalf of the Creed Brothers. If I missed the match that you recapped here... Creed Brothers versus Hank Walker and... Uh, I was somewhat charmed, you know, by Hank Walker's um, running the ropes and... Yeah. I think when he's like, you're not... I just, the trainee wrestler piece. The trainee wrestler yeah. bit was like, hang on, you're... You've been putting in the yards in that yeah. PC. I don't know. There was something about him. I quite thought he was quite good here. Are we getting the match? Next week, apparently. Like, But, you know, it's this, isn't it? Like, Ivan Isle could turn. That feels like they've kind of signposted that now. She's going to join the locker room leaders. But, like, <laughs> is this not a bit at this point? Like, are they not going to delay it again? And it's then it's going to happen at Vengeance Day. Like, Maybe, it's become a yeah. bit of a gag that we cannot get the match in the ring. Like, yeah. That's a good point. I'll find out next week on the... Yeah, that's the go-home show for Vengeance yeah. Day, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I've got no idea. <laughs> Gigi's yeah, back. it's going to be late January, just before Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Gigi's backstage with Mackenzie, gets asked about what JC said earlier. She says, I'm surprised but not shocked because she always casts stones first. She's a bad person. Uh, and then they have to be like, what's that you're holding there, Gigi Dolly? It's a rose. Go, don't get distracted by the petals because a rose has got thorns a bit like me. I'm going <laughs> to give you a f***ing Christ. JC a piece of my mind, basically. Trash. Absolute garbage content, and it's worse because these were the tag team champions for ages. Oh, Toxic, yeah. Toxic Attraction were pushed for ages. And it's still the most dominant stable in pro wrestling. It's the bloodline of Tuesday night. Like, it, that was earnest. That's not us taking the piss. That was like Twitter, wasn't it? Who's going to lose their belts first? I was talking about it on Twitter. The tribal Chief and the Usos or Toxic Attraction. Them. Like, they're, <laughs> it's, it's too bad for how long they've told us it's good. That's the problem with too this. Bad. Too bad. It's too bad. Uh, right, then, then we uh, get a vignette. Tony D and Stax heading to a restaurant. They've got a private room in the back for Mr. Lorenzo. Uh-huh. Not sorted it. For Mr. D'Angelo. No. And Tony D says, Oh! <laughs> Stax, big time! I love it! And Stax says, What can I say, Don? We enjoy the finer things. Um... That's not a bad yeah, start. Getting better. Is getting better. Uh, and Tony says, too, too good. Yeah. Tony says, <laughs> Tony says, oh! there's, there's, there's rules in this fucking universe. <laughs> oh, stacks! <laughs> oh, the family couldn't be happier about the news. And sending the macarons and the cannolis? That was a nice touch, huh? But uh, look, the streets, they're all talking about this new underboss. And I don't have to tell you the voice act is the most important act. And Stack says, I know that. Oh, I've lost it. <laughs> and I want to make a big impact. That's why I want to take on the biggest guy I can find. <laughs> Tony. Oh, you think you can do it? I know I can. <laughs> oh, so do I. Restaurant owner comes up and says, guys, you're all set. AJ says, thank you for taking care of him at the track. You're good to go. And Stax is like, how about that, boss? And Tony literally says, oh, <laughs> look at you. And, he, and Stax says, hey, I do what I can do. To the Dan lifts a glass of wine. Tony says, oh, no. <laughs> and he says, no. To the new underboss. Salute. I'm scared, man. Well, what's happening here? If this uh, risible godfather 
Goodfellas uh, ripoff is anything to go by, is that the underboss is starting to make a lot of moves. He's too good at earning. Mm-hmm. He's getting ambitious, which leads to becoming ruthless. And I think Stax has got his eye on being Capo and Tony D blissfully unaware because he's happy counting the money that his earners bringing in doesn't realize that there is a big power play he talked about the big hit and then toasted Tony D specifically didn't take his eyes off him it's uh, I think uh, take on the old kiss of death isn't it yeah I think Stax is potentially um, I think Stax is potentially planning Uh-oh. to whack <gasps> Tony D oh my god we're in Oscar Susan of course and, uh, you know, <laughs> you're right, Sitch? No. I'm not going to say anything about the acting here. It speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, but I do want to, you know, say that maybe the Oscars consider, consider NXT for wardrobe because you had Tony it's D. It's a TV in. show. It's a terrible TV show. Tony D. In. For two very incredible reasons, it's not going to happen. Tony D. was I mean, wearing white. Yep. Stax was wearing a black leather jacket. The juxtaposition. Mwah. It's quite beautiful. I wanted to give them it to sound design for Vic Joseph's commentary, but maybe we'll just... <laughs> his, his, his commentary is a bit like how I have to be to get into character with Tony. Shout. <laughs> <laughs> get into what? Uh, Tony D. Yeah. Character. Yeah, yeah. Did someone say Tony D? Yeah, that was me. Get the f*** out of the seat, Willie. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, we got it going, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 it's Stax. Seen the bit in um, This Is England when Combo gets out of prison and goes to the party. Uh, never mind, anyway, you're all right, no, Stax. No. Yeah. I've never seen that film. You know what film I have seen? <laughs> God, boy, blood one. <laughs> on the plane. There and back. What's your favourite scene in The Godfather? The bit where he says about an offer or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> What's his second favourite scene? Credits. <laughs> It's not because you're so happy to have watched it, which you definitely have. Hey, absolutely. Me and the elephant watched it <laughs> last night, in fact. You took the elephant back with you? Yeah, he comes with me on the plane now. <laughs> oh, right. Costs a lot of fuel <laughs> and peanuts. <laughs> Doesn't cost peanuts. Well, hang on. Hang on. Uh, Airlines love to give you peanuts. <gasps> the elephant has kind of been here all along. <laughs> <laughs> he was just never allowed off the plane. yeah. He wasn't, he was, wasn't in the room. That's the problem. So anyway, I got some jokes for you today about restaurants, because okay. I was in one last night we on be- the show. We better laugh, Sitch. Yeah. His yeah. uh, <laughs> energy's changed. The energy's changed you drastically with Starks. When I wasn't with Maybe Tom, a bit of character development is needed. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I... Uh, Dance what brought you, Sitchy? <laughs> yeah. I walked into a restaurant, not the one you saw me with uh, with Tony D in uh, the other day, but I walked into a restaurant and uh, they asked if I had any reservations. And I said, yeah, I hear the reviews are f***ing dreadful. <laughs> anyway, three jokes for you, as always. Rule three. Sigi. Yes, Stax. I think you're going to get a few of these, you know. I got faith in you guys. What does an Australian chess player say when they go to a restaurant? Check, Check mate. Check mate. It's correct. <laughs> what happened to your voice and face? That's my Aussie impression. I'm going to have a aneurysm on here in a minute. <laughs> Stax, can you do a cockney? 
Apples and pears, huh? That's just you saying <laughs> yeah, a word that they say in Cockney. Oh, you're boring me, you got <laughs> you've, you've spent time now, quite... You've been back and forth to the northeast of England. Yeah. You must have picked a little bit up. Can you do some Geordie stats? Yeah. Oh, you YouTube... <laughs> <laughs> Rule of three. Oh, no, he's done three. Maybe we could try his accents out more next week. <sighs> we'll test stats, because, you know... In promo class, they might tell you to come out with an accent. So this is for your own professional wrestling development. Remember, remember professional wrestling because of distant yeah. memory in these uh, these hours. You know, the thing about what I was like, people, listeners don't realize about stacks. Obviously, it's such a sky for Wilborn when stacks comes in. Look at him just sat there. He's so chill. Oh. <laughs> you need me yet, boys? Not yet, Willie. <laughs> joke question. Wilborn. Joke number. <laughs> Wilborn. You know how like a really good impressionist, yeah, can do. An impression of someone doing an impression. Can you do Stax doing Geordie? He's getting a character. It's quite funny. No. <laughs> Question number two, Amblet. Practice next week, I might get you again. <laughs> oh. What did Luke Skywalker say to the diners at his new restaurant? Picture that. Oh, it's not Star Wars. May the forks be with you. That's, yeah. That's two for right. two, guys. May the forks be with you. Good. Great stocks. <laughs> Finally, I shouldn't be. We shouldn't be bantering off. Sorry, stocks. Go on. Sorry, on stocks. Yeah, sorry. Joke number three. Did you hear about the new Oasis restaurant? That's the only setup you're getting. So it's like the band Oasis stocks. Indeed. Are you a the fan? Gallagher Brothers. Are you? Are you a fan? Yeah, I think they're kind of the most overrated bands in the world, in fact. But uh, that's just Stax's tip. Oh, I think that as well, Stax. That's, that's weird. <laughs> right. So what's sorry? What's the self? Did you hear about the new Oasis restaurant? Album titles. Oh, they serve soup. Did you get a roll with it? That's not bad at all. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So it serves soup. But you get a roll with it. Yeah. So that could be yours. I'm going to have a, yeah, to, yeah. to pad out this bit yeah. more, because it's the best thing on the show, two separate answers. Uh-huh. So I'm going uh-huh. to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... What other songs? Uh, yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about the new Oasis restaurant? <laughs> Every time you order soup, you get a roll with it. <laughs> three for three. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. Wow, I three. hope you're all right with us getting them all right. Like, I don't want him to think of us as like challenging his position now that he's starting to get a bit of power. Well, I think a... he likes it when people get the punchline. Yeah. The, when the joke's being set up, <laughs> judging by yesterday's preview. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm thinking is that like, I don't want to... Cast aspersions on his ability to play a 
ruthless, ambitious murderer, quite frankly, <laughs> on television. But should we be bantering him off like this? If because yeah. that's what he is. Yeah, we are losing sight of that. Um, he's getting. I mean, he's able to get an elephant on a plane without any of us noticing. So he's kind of he can do a lot in the shadows. Yeah, you know so he's, a, he's, a, he's a ruthless, watch. ambitious killer. He just took care of someone at the track. Someone didn't pay his debts. The vig got too big, and uh, I think he whacked, I think he's whacked the guy. <laughs> so we go to the tracks and watch it back. So like get waxed from big men's stairs. Let's just see if this uh, intensifies over the coming weeks. Like well, then again, considering how much they clearly listen to this podcast when they plan their next year, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a, a half elephant person wrestling <laughs> on, on, on their next <laughs> uh, Anyway, Siege, time for Electra Lopez versus Wendy Chu, and to get your detailed thoughts on this match. Uh, Valentina Ferroz, as we predicted, was uh, encouraged to be at ringside uh, at the suggestion of Electra Lopez. Uh, Chu got a couple of roll-ups then got caught with like a swinging rock bottom for Electra Lopez to take over and Ferrell's just watches <laughs> as Electra Lopez pulls out brass knucks Chu goes for a sort of handspring elbow and gets nailed with the brass knucks Electra Lopez 1-2-3 meanwhile Ferrell's is just shaking her head cheating you know uh, a very famous scene well, it wasn't a scene because it was a real thing a very famous incident on BBC News where they had an interview scheduled, yeah, and someone who came in to do a completely different job. Guy Gorma. Guy Gorma. He's just realizing, hang on, I'm on live TV and I'm in the wrong place, the worst place to be in, actually. And he goes, uh, literally every time you recap one of these segments from NXT, <laughs> I just go, uh, I can't remember. I can't remember. I can just very safely say it wasn't very good. And I'll tell you one thing. Was it uh, Faraz? Yep. Don't know what she was asked to do. Still certain it wasn't good. She was... Was she trying... You know that another meme where it's the woman and she's going, huh? No, no, no. Well, maybe. No. Well, you know that one? Yeah. Is she trying to get across Faraz? Don't use the brass snucks, but then going... Do work, though. Is that what she was trying to do here? It was a very conflicted face. I'll invoke another meme. It's that text one where somebody writes something too long, and you're like, I'm sorry that happened to you, but I'm really happy for you. Like, the, like, just, <laughs> Not you, reading that. Yeah. Really happy for you. I'm oh, sorry that happened. <laughs> she wasn't watching the match, so I can't be asked with this. I can't be asked with the life I'm leading. So I'll just react to both just in case. I, uh, you know, it's like um, post pay-per-view dynamite. It's like a bit table setting. <laughs> Bra- brass nooks. Stories on the way. Yeah. There was late bit late. Twelve boys, I'm hungry. Bit late, a bit later. A bit later. There was a there was a bit with them too, and saying doesn't matter how you win it, all that matters is you win. Uh, and Valentina says, "Wendy's my friend. Is she? Is she? Is she though? When have you ever hung around?" But Alexa says, "You can keep your friends. I'll just keep on winning." Something's happening. <laughs> Boris Johnson and Sir Wanks a lot of backstage chatting with Fallon Henley, uh, and uh, she's like, "Well, what, ne- what next now?" And Jensen's like, don't worry, I've got it figured out. I went and pitched a match to Shawn Michaels. I've got you a tag team title match against Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And I thought, well, they're not necessarily tag team champions by the time this comes around. There's literally a tag team title match in about two minutes. But anyway, they're going to fight them at Vengeance Day. I wonder who could possibly win the tag team title match later. Um, and uh, Henley's upset, like saying, oh, I'm going to have to think about this. Why don't you talk to me about it before? Shawn Michaels needs to just really fully focus and concentrate on one thing. 
Just him being led around by his own dick to book this tag match to try and keep the peace between his lass and his mate. Like, knock on Sean's door. Opens it up. It's a lot. It wrecked penis. It's not <laughs> even like his hand. Please book this. I'm so close. <laughs> it's a bit where you go to someone respect and put the hat on the chest, except it's just on his car. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, like, Boggs and Jensen do when they just back to yeah, yeah. play hoopla with his knob. <laughs> Um, Stevie Hunter's meant to have an interview, but she's, she's not showing up for it. But thankfully, Mackenzie Mitchell stood next to a screen that also has Stevie's stream on it. These stream, all I know from like Twitch streamers is normally they do like a few hours. That's how you make your money for people, you know, sending don- donations and what have you and watch time and stuff like that. Stevie Hunter's streams last about 60 seconds. Yeah, she's yeah. got the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> But she's a heel now, apparently. She's what always I, been a heel. What I got from this. Was she? I thought she was just like exposition machine initially. Oh, she is that. They're all exposition machines, well, yeah, mate. Granted, yeah. mate, they're all exposition machines. She's always been a heel. She's always had that. She has got children's TV presenter energy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. More than Thea Hale. Yeah, yeah. She's a TV. She's, a, she's the cast of a <laughs> TV show. She's the actual presenter. It's not too much to ask that, like... So Twitch streamers make money from being likable to their subscribers yeah. or whatever, don't they? I know some Twitch streamers. <laughs> I've seen some Twitch streamers. That's a good out. Break, break that mold. <laughs> so that's what she is? Maybe. She's breaking molds. She, uh, you don't come to, I mean, I was going to say about a stream, but you don't come to NXT to make money, do you? So I suppose, like... <laughs> she gets asked some questions, but Stevie just ignores them uh, and says, actually, I've got some chats here from my live Super Chat fans. Uh, people say when people are asking when she's going to be in the ring next week, uh, and Mackenzie's like, "Who's your opponent going to be?" And she says, oh, "I don't care about that." Um, uh, someone in the chat says, "Who do I really want to face?" And she says, "Oh, I'd really like to face Roxanne Perez, but <laughs> she'll probably lose the title of Vengeance today." This is fine when you're a heel. Grayson Waller doing that thing where the comments come along the bottom, and he's blatantly been the one to put them there. Yeah. He's paid somebody to do it right. And at the point now, Grayson Waller does these little bits on Twitter, and you see the the numbers going up. Remember when he first started? It was like, uh, like Twitter's blowing up after last week, and then you go and look at six likes. <laughs> and it's like when it's like when you're completely embarrassed by that, nobody would watch her streams. And well, they're telling you that she's like, like they should. I would say she could live st- shoot live stream Vengeance Day as a bit of a bit, an in character bit where she watches it on the reacts. But like nobody would watch, so the character would be dead. Well, well. Here's the other thing. You're giving me like a year of little faith point. Are you going to tell me that she's... No, no, I'm just... Oh, good, thank God. I thought you were going to tell me that she's got this huge following that I wasn't aware of. No, no, no. Oh, God. Follower on what? What's she streaming on? What's the platform? It can't be on Twitch. That's the thing. It's not on Twitch. So what is it? Streaming on Tout. (laughs) No, she's streaming on nothing. She's (laughs) streaming on... She's streaming on stream. (laughs) On stream, which all the kids like. And she's not on any streaming service. She isn't. And yet there are imagining people... That's the thing. Uh, Waller can just say, oh, I've got these texts from, like, on his burners, like, yeah, yeah. from this guy uh, next phone. And, like, p- see, put them on the screen. You can uh, vaguely imagine a scenario in which that's happening. She's streaming on stream. There's, there's, she's talking to no one. She's, she's ill. She's blowing up on stream. She's sick. <laughs> <laughs> she's, this is like an Uncle Howdy type thing. Well, she's not. She's streaming on stream. She's not on Twitch. She's not on a platform. It's all in her head. Man, uh, man, I'm just trying to entertain the people on stream, man. So uh, we go backstage with, uh, what's her name again, Wilborn? Stevie Hunter. Stevie Hunter. And uh, we go live on location. Uh, no, 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 no. So the camera crew burst in. She's like, uh, 
you know, episode of The Simpsons when Skinner's on the phone. They won't tell me anything, mommy. And it's like there's no cord or anything. It's not plugged in. It's just some absolute lunatic on the internet. And that's the gimmick. Never about streaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark. I know. She's I know. Dark, I, Stevie. I, I, I join the EU. Well, I just thought I'd do some research as you were talking about that there, thinking. What if she's not streaming on Twitch or Tout or whatever? What could else she could be streaming on? And I know I realise I now regularly ask YouTube? you from an A4. Well, yeah. But I've just looked. On nothing, which she is, though. If you guys want to help and invest in this, so it's what is it, £4 for the Fart app, so that's <laughs> quid or two each. For £10 a year, mm-hmm. we can own steviehunter.com. Because that's just available. They haven't even thought to buy that. For 10 that, quid. 10 quid. Well. Oh. Someone listening. I'm not encouraging somebody to listen to this to buy that stream. <laughs> uh, buy that buy that domain. But if you've got a 10A, it'd be pretty funny. Like, tweet it and I'll retweet it. I'll give you that. Like, there, that'd be pretty funny. Let's get it today. WWE would come knocking at your door. You make some, make some fast cash here. Didn't someone buy a domain? Nike. I think they had it over Nike. No, the f- a Fed-related Oh, domain. did they? Oh, they got like sold a- it like an absolute metalhead WWF mark for $666. <laughs> I don't know if I've made this up. I'll Google, I'll Google it afterwards, and I'll save it for next week's preview. But I got like yeah, the rock. Steve Hunter's debut, so that makes good. That gives us something to talk about. <laughs> that is worth millions. No, no, six, six, six. I'll just I'll buy dot com for now, just to just buy dot com. <laughs> buy add to cart. There we go. I'll save that for in a bit. Uh, right, Grayson Bloody Waller, as you uh, mentioned, he's out in the ring. Uh, he wants to know where Bron Breaker is. He says he punked him out, had him shaking, showed the world that he's tougher than Bron. Uh, promises, don't worry, guys, I know I'm wearing a big jacket. There's no steel plate under it tonight. There's just my NXT championship that he's bought. Uh, Bron's watching backstage, grabs his... Act- That's really funny. <laughs> Bron grabs the actual title and storms out. Uh, and Waller says, um, the countdown is on. He says it's going to be Nine days. plus two, 11 days until he's NXT champion. <laughs> Bron walks out uh, and uh, we're storming through the backstage, I should say. And Waller says, Bron, you've got to win. It will haunt your dreams for the rest of your life. And every second of every day, you'll be, you'll be dreaming of my face. Uh, I made a viral moment. It's time for another one. Out comes Bron, surrounded by officials. He's shoving everyone out of the way. The locker room's emptying. Um, Bron gets him out of there, goes after Waller. Another brawl breaks out. They keep getting held back and going at each other and held back and going at each other. They're outside the ring, and Bron knocks away the locker room, guys, charges at Waller. He's going to spear him, and at the last second, Waller sidesteps him, and Bron goes through the barricade, KO'd effectively, by Grayson Waller, who looks very pleased with himself, standing over, standing, holding his title high as he leaves. Bron Breaker, the character he is, has to beat Grayson Waller. But I desperately want this Grayson Waller now to be NXT champion. That Bron Breaker has to lose a very honourable babyface match against another babyface, let's say it's Stand and Deliver, and then Grayson Waller has to beat him immediately. You know, he's talked about Eddie Kingston getting the title for like three days and losing to MJF. Something along those lines. Like, Grace Muller is ready to be the top heel champion of this mm. brand. It is almost a shame that Bron Breaker is not the right guy for him to beat. He needs to beat him at, like, Vengeance Day. That's how these stories work, isn't it? Aye, this is not that kind of chemistry where, like, Grayson gets it done. But I buy him so much as the champion on the show now. Yeah, and it's, it's here's how, how, how much I really like this. And I'm biased, obviously. But I'm getting real Conor McGregor, Jose Aldo vibes from this. Where all McGregor did for about a year was wind him up, 
wind him up. So when he gets in there, and they've also already had the match where stuff went down, all he wants to do is take his head off so he's not sticking to a game plan. There is a story you can tell here where Grayson Waller mm-hmm. has outsmarted Bron Breaker, who, I mean, they'll do a gimmick, you know, wrestling thing where he probably runs into a turnbuckle or whatever. But it's this strategy shoot works as a title fight strategy. Yeah. Especially against someone like Bron Breaker, who's, let's say, a bit of a hothead considering his family history. It's kind of like multiple times he's brought this out in Bron now. He's 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 in his head. Mm. He's not even renting. He's got a mortgage. Is he paying anything or? Uh, he, rent free. He paid, in, he paid a mortgage, but he paid in cash. Okay. Money off all those uh, viral tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Next up, uh, Gigi Peeps, man. Uh, Gallus are playing pool in a bar, <laughs> saying they want to win the titles at Vengeance Day. Gallus boys on top. So bad. At least they're in a proper bar. I don't care what they're in. I, I hate them. <laughs> I care what they're in, because I wish it wasn't the wrestling industry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you're watching Celtic. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what was that? They're uh, uh, Rangers boys. I don't know. They're Celtic boys. Celtic boys. Uh, Celtic. They don't like watching them at, uh, at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. So they don't like watching them. Over there. It's too bloody early. <laughs> too bloody <laughs> early. Got to ring up Ridge Bloody Holland for the score. I fell asleep. <laughs> right. Tag team title match. Ken Cotton. Didn't, didn't get anything. They, I'm talking about this, okay? I'm talking, I'm talking about Gallus. They were... Go on. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get in the character GZ for the peeps, man, it helps. Jeezy peeps, man. <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> oh, Jeezy peeps, man. That's better, isn't it? <laughs> that was the one. Oh, Jeezy oh, Peeps, man. That's trouble in paradise, lads. Oh, Jeezy Peeps, man. <laughs> uh, Tristan, I'm trying to, in character, very accurate, I want to be accurate, uh, quote what they said. <laughs> in America. <laughs> Sick of bloody playing pool when I could be playing snooker. We play pool in the office all the time. Yeah. There's pool. I don't know what it's like in Scotland, actually, but in England, there's a pool table in every pub. Yeah. In fact, it's far more likely that there'll be a pool table than yeah. a snooker table. Could these idiots... It's also they should be job scared. They've got this inexplicable fondness for Wolfgang. Oh. They don't realise how they shouldn't be job scared. So they realised how bad they were. They should be. But it doesn't matter because they love them. Just say, oh, no, there's, there's pool in the UK. Just... I don't know. They just have being grumpy. That's what I got from this. Terrible. Tag team Terrible time. act that I have no interest in. Tag team title match, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Yeah, more soulless wrestling. Handicap this against... This one was a little bit more acrobatic than the rest. Handicap against Alba Fire until exactly as I think Michael Hamlet suggested, yep. Sol Ruka came along to be Alba Fire's partner. It's got a kick-ass finisher. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, they got quite good as a team, actually, as well. Um, Carter has to get out of an early gory bomb. Fire's beating her down. Uh, Sol Ruka comes in, nice springboard splash, gets a two count, um, but it, everything breaks down, and Katana Chance, Hurricane Runners, Alba Fire into the steps, and they hit that finisher, the 450 neckbreaker thing on Sol Ruka, one, two, three, to retain the titles, and then afterwards, as Alba Fire's walking out, Isla Dawn, friend now of Alba Fire, is there what? to watch, walk, watch you, her to the back. You pointed that out, that you thought that was where it was going, didn't it? Like, yep. Yeah, they're going to be... Cursing people and burning. Cursing people, burning people, people. And my mum. My mum. And then Fallon Henley and Keanu James are on the Eagle's Nest thing and say, yeah, we'll have a title shot at Vengeance Day, actually. This was not good. 
any of this. But it was smart booking as opposed to stupid booking. There's loads of stupid booking on NXT all the time. Wrestling has done this forever, so why not do it with Sol Ruka? Not a bad tag wrestler. Put her with, yeah. put her with an experienced person. She can do a hot tag, flippy stuff, and a cool finish. Wrestlers have gotten over and gotten better doing that forever. Yeah. So why don't they do more of that rather than send them out there with a billion singles matches against people at the exact same level? Nobody develops. Uh, Jax is in his dark place. <laughs> with the punk so, rat. Uh, it feels longer than war. The punk rat. Wesley walks up and Jax says, last chance to hand over the title without getting hurt. And Wes says, well, I'm sure I could save myself a lot of pain at Vengeance Day, but I've been making stupid decisions my whole life. Uh, stupid enough to risk everything to get to the WWE and battle tooth and nail against myself and everything, against yourself, sorry, and everything that NST has to offer. I'm not going to give you the title. Uh, you don't have to like it, Dijak, but you'll damn sure respect me. And uh, Dijak says, I don't deal in sub stories. All I deal in is justice. What? Right. I understand that's his thing. He's like the Punisher or some stupid comic book sh- <laughs> I can understand if he's like this hard-nosed, like, got an edge to him baby face, who's a bit of a badass, but ultimately he knows what's right. I could stay up as late as I want. Yes. <laughs> I will distribute punitive damages. You want to be Vince then? I might even smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Stop me. What's Wesley done? Yeah, no. There's no injustice here. No. Doesn't it run off the stuff he was doing with the family? Wilborn. No, so on. He won, he won, he just won. He just yeah, he just won, didn't he? That was that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did. To almost grave, literally grave consequences. <laughs> like, Sid, if I wanted to ruin your day... Um, it's already ruined. <laughs> but there's uh, multiple things I could do. I could, you know, break your phone or throw your shoes in the river or whatever. Would, if you have... We don't have lockers here at Watcoach, but if we did, if you opened it in the morning... There was a feather in there. Would that be just day ruined straight away? <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Cora Jay's getting interviewed. She goes, she's going to get some out of the locker. Oh, for f- there's a fucking feather in here. Third person's been in. What? <laughs> I idea that she was like in it. Like so. Yeah, yeah. She opens the locker, a bird person flies out. Like it is pretty terrifying when a bird gets in your house because it doesn't know what to do. You don't know it's what to only do. Only happened to me. Only ever happened to me. You once. never forget it though, do you? It oh, got oh, it I got into my bathroom and my parents' house growing like, up. There was a bird in there, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's a fucking <laughs> window right there, <laughs> you stupid!" Get out! Get out. Like, everyone's suddenly under pressure. There's chaos. There's no but room. But he doesn't know that it's a window because no. it's just like... A Society in that moment. Just ram your head repeatedly <laughs> against the glass in an attempt to escape. I don't care if you die. That's how scared I am. Mom, stop screaming. I'm screaming too. Like, there's just... There's absolute chaos. Society breaks down. Like, that's why when Bird Person got in Cora Jane's locker. So, yes, she was right to sell good it that point. way. Very, like, very she's, good point. Like, she's remembered that from her past. We just haven't seen the video of it yet, or Apollo Crews hasn't shown us it. Um, but we're not even meant to concentrate on that, because Nikita Lyons has been attacked in the car park, oh I think. Oh, my God, the cell job was absolutely pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, there was someone... Was it a bird? Was it a plane? <laughs> was it a car? Was it a fellow professional wrestler? I don't know. I've told you this the first time. The answer's always going to be the same. I don't know. <laughs> what if it was... Oh, I don't know. There was also... I may have misremembered this. But there was some... One of them's there going, oh my God, Nikita, are you all right? What happened? And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Someone else is there and they clearly feel was like... Was it a car? <laughs> they clearly feel like, I've got to say something. And I think they got... Um, again, I may be misremembering this because I can barely remember what happened on this show. But I'm fairly certain they should shout, shouted, Medical! <laughs> <laughs> Medic! I love it. It's like there's this 
Did it eat pop? It ate everybody. <laughs> it ate everybody, stupid. Is it, was it a car? We've already established that she doesn't know. She does not know the answer to the question. Therefore, stop asking variations <laughs> of the same question with a different subject in it. Bricks. Lex Lucas out. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I suppose it could have been worse. It, like, it was like Triple H investigating. Not those injuries, Scarlett. <laughs> the ones at the bottom. The ones at the bottom. <laughs> Look no one said. Was it Zoe Starks? That's probably the answer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Terrible. How could I possibly feel sympathy? Oh, I, Maybe I, NXT Anonymous could help with that, though. They've been yeah. doing a bit of... There you go. Don't be to refix that for you. I would say it would have been scripts, but, like, she'd have battered him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. that guy flipping away with his stupid outfit on. Scripps is laying there in the car park, but nobody comes to check on him. Oh, good. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish an injury on anyone, obviously, but I'm fairly certain in a police lineup I could pick out scripts. <laughs> that one. It's that one there. The orange bollocks. It was him, officer. Right. Uh, Chase, you about uh, Ch Andre Chase and Thea Hale are backstage uh, on the bloody neck, uh, and then Duke Hudson walks in, and it always pops me. Uh, Andre Chase, Duke, where the f did you go? <laughs> and uh, he says, "Look, Mister Chase, you're an inspiration to me." Um, and and he's like, they're talking about him storming out of ringside. You walked out and chased you. I didn't walk out and chase you. I walked out on this, but I left because I wanted to prove to you, Mister Chase that you can trust me. And he walked straight to HBK's office. Pushed like, once a lot of stick out the way. <laughs> yeah. And said, I want a shot for the tag team titles. Me and Andre Chase. And I'm like, oh my God, what did he say? And he said, pregnant pause, talk to the New Day. And they were like, right, what did the New Day say? And he's like, they said, they loved the architecture of Chase U. And they're like, no, what about the title match? Are we in the triple threat next week to get into the other triple threat to make it a fatal four-way? Jesus Christ, Sean. And he shakes his head and my heart sinks. And then he's bloody on the old X Factor thing, hasn't he? I'm sorry. You're going to have to clear your schedule because you're through to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> he says, yeah, we're in next week. <laughs> Pack your suitcase. You're coming to judges' houses. It's gripping stuff. It's gripping stuff. It's a hell of a hook for next week. Stacked show. Go home. Really excited. Uh, right, main event time. <laughs> yeah, I got all his line or not. <laughs> not when it's chasing you. I do it. Ernest when it's chasing you. Yeah, it's when it's chasing you. There's a university on the line. <laughs> main event time. Main event time. It was the Women's Championship Summit hosted by Booker T. It was, uh, let's just say, on one. Uh, and there you've got you got Roxanne Perez sat next to him, and then up at end, opposite ends of the table, uh, the former friends turned bitter enemies, Gigi Dolin and JC Jane, uh, and and Booker T hands to Gigi, and she's like, "Oh no, I'm sure." Uh, uh, JC wants to start. Uh, JC says, "Everyone knows that I'm the best. I've been carrying you for years, Gigi. Uh, last week's kick was accidental, but I wish it. I wish it wasn't." Uh, it was if it wasn't for me, you'd just be another YouTube sensation, one-hit wonder living on the indie scene. And Gigi says, well, everyone doesn't know what happens behind the curtains. Uh, you're the most insecure person I've ever met. Uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you get so nervous before matches, you throw up. Um, 
And uh, Jay suggests nothing. Gigi says, you're a pathological liar. Who's going to hold your hair when you puke a vengeance day? Nice what? Visual. Nice visual. Um, Roxanne says, good morning, popcorn. I'm quite enjoying this. Uh, you've mocked everyone in the locker room. Uh, you've made up my life a living hell. I'm glad you're feeling the same way. You've made everyone else feel. Karma is a toxic, because there was toxic attraction, bitch. Uh, I thought it was going to be a handicap match at Vengeance Day, but it looks like it's actually going to be a dribble threat. And uh, Gigi says, Roxanne Perez, you're going to become the shortest reigning NXT Women's Champion of all time, but I don't have to pin you. All I have to do is pin bloody JC Jane. She's rubbish. And uh, JC says, well, it used to be, you know, toxic attraction. She's gesticulating as in, we're better than and you're down here. It used to be toxic attraction and everyone else. But now it's JC Jane and everyone else. And I mean, she's not wrong, but it's the other way. She, she says, you're holding on to toxic attraction. That's all you've got. And they get into each other's faces. They're standing up. They're in front of the table. They're screaming at each other. And then swerve. They smile. They look at each other with that knowing look. Grab Roxanne Perez. Beat her up. Double slammer through a table and then stand tall, both holding the title as the show goes off the air. So they haven't cleared up the one thing that's going to be the problem at the premium live event. But what did you make of them tricking Roxanne Perez? One, they could be co champions. We've seen it before mm -hmm. in WWE. Two, what did this accomplish? They were already in like a really unfair match, a match that's incredibly unfair to Roxanne Perez. They didn't have to get the advantage for this match. It's grossly unfair to Roxanne Perez. <laughs> so what did this? What did? This, what were they trying to accomplish with this ruse? Like, tell me honestly, I don't know what they were meant to do. It's, it's pr prove their belief as heels. Remember that they believe the babyface is thick as pig, <laughs> and they have proven it to be true. Yeah, because you didn't need to be Apollo Crews. That's, to that's see the this only thing you've accomplished is you've harmed the babyface yeah. here. We think yeah, she's dead stupid. Should we show the people that we're right? Like all bad guys do. <laughs> like I, this was them massively, massively overthinking it. And you're right as well. Like yesterday, we took the mick out of the idea that in this segment, they would do their, yeah, but wait a second, I'm going to win the title. No, no, they're going to save that to the match itself. So like we can all see this coming and we can all see that coming. And it's accomplished nothing. Roxanne Perez returned. The match was the match to begin with. It was already unfair. All you've done is made the baby face look like an asshole. Looking forward to Vengeance Day off the back of this show, uh, which is next Saturday. Probably Saturday. It's, it's, yeah. it's going to be a perfect 10, which means take 10 off Valentine's Day, 4th of February. That's the way I remember it. Uh, Got to have right. a system. Got to have a system. Let us know your thoughts on this show and everything we've discussed. Yeah. Uh, at what culture WWE on Twitter? Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Or Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and Sidge and Hamflet will be back a little bit later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys, to Stax, to the Elephant. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. <laughs> Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.